Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DFS PhD show for the July 5th of whatever year it is. And my guest, Lana, has decided to join us again. Maybe we'll have a frequent guest, Lana, on the show. Uh, okay, on to today. So I guess this is the celebration part of the video. So I focus on celebrations, and then I'll allow myself one little rant, recognizing you know the, that it's within context of more positive things. So, you know, I took down three showdown or tier, whatever, three of the short slates. Nobody plays the short slates, especially look at these Madden. These are supposed to have like 70, 80 people in them. So I'm just sweeping up these Madden things. You guys know I love playing. I'm printing money on Madden. So I'm trying to take this year from like $10,000 Madden to like, I don't know, 20 or 30, just from maxing all the, the big competitions because I know what to do with every lineup. And if I had more lineups, I'd just make better lineups more often. So I'm maxing out that competition, which they told me today, I think this is going to be like between 80 and 90 was for maxing it out. Uh, we won't quite get to that just yet. We'll say, hey, if you followed my advice on the slate yesterday, you did pretty well. You were probably threatening takedowns. If your single entry was pretty similar to what I was saying to do, I was all over Maeda. I was all over some of the best pitchers. This is the early slate, I think. Yeah, took down the early slate, a bunch of but. Took down the early, sh this is the Kansas City Showdown. Uh, yeah, I want a golf ticket there as well. So that was solid. I don't know how I possibly chopped the Madden ticket in that game. When I oh, that was one of three. Okay, so, but but still, I chopped that three ways. Anyway, somebody must have double-entered the exact lineup or something. That's very unusual. Okay, but you might have seen me zooming in on what didn't happen yesterday. So I'm going to allow myself to recognize, first of all, I don't want to use my luck up on this. Haywood Highsmith, let's let's see the guy. That's what you want to use your luck up on. When there's a million dollars on the line, I want my luck used then. So prefacing this with that, this was so bad. I got burned so bad. And this is twice in a week now. So like I am just like one walk away from a thousand dollars twice now. Because nobody ever fills this competition. It's supposed to have 98 people to have the vig like a have a 18% vig. It never does. I think. 88 is value and it never gets close. So I'm always printing like 20, 30, 40% expected value. Except in real life, I haven't actually ever won this. So I'm just losing money so far. But you know, it's been like one week I'm using the strategy. I'm not worried about it. That's how expected value works. Um, but this was painful. So I just wanted to point out <laughs> how little it was. He wound up hitting another uh, RBI single or something. So it wound up being five, but it was, it was looking pretty, like a pretty painful beat. But like I say, I don't want to use my luck up. There anyway, calls were pretty good. I had it in the the, uh, the slate summary yesterday. Watch the weather, and the actually it wasn't even weather. Senga got pushed for like um, Scherzer, and then Scherzer did not break the slate and, and had huge ownership. I did not go to him. I did not tell anybody go, to go to him. Um, so these are the guys I told you to go to. Um, I guess let's see. Anybody really didn't work out. No, they all smashed. So congratulations. I assume everybody watching this video yesterday made money hand over fist. Also, I think a lot of the pivots I, I said to do worked out. Anyway, I was I was rolling. I mean, until that very end, but still, you know, when you're even or up a little from an MLB slate, you know you've outperformed almost everybody who's 150 maxing. So I don't feel too bad. Um, I think I'm still testing out the different... Um, salaries but i kept having i think i had to run three times before i actually got a successful run in yesterday i was kind of freaking out. i was like five minutes before lock so 
May not have gotten proper A-B testing parameterization for yesterday. All right, let's check the weather for today. Make sure it's up to date. We got this one game. So we got to pay attention to Toronto and Chicago. It's kind of important on the slate as well for many reasons. You got good bets. You got a reasonable pitcher involved as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, Lance Lynn. So you got Lance Lynn going. Let me pull over team right over here next to opponent. And then I can zoom zoom us in on that part of the page. Okay. So these are my pictures for the day. Uh, thank you also for joining me today. And you can like, comment, subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube or listening to this on whatever your preferred podcast thing is. Uh, okay. So we have Pablo Lopez, Lance Lynn, and Alex Cobb. Those are your studs you're stuffing. Uh, the field's on them, but you should be on them too. They're in good matchups. Um, I mean, I'm over the weight on them because I think the field is a little bit light compared to their actual upside. These guys have way more upside than the rest of the people. On average, if you play two of these guys rather than two of the other guys, you're going to pick up 10 points. That's, I mean, that's a lot of points to make up with batters in baseball. So, I mean, you do, if you're going to think, you also have to make sure you're stacking and doing that right to make sure you're picking up at least that many points. But anyway, so those are my studs and stuffing. My leverage plays, Jose Barrios. I don't know why he's so long owned. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. Maybe it is the weather concern. I, I think, right. So I, if I remember correctly, the reason I didn't cross him out is I think it's a, so his summary is I think it's fairly clear late start in play. So we have to kind of pay attention nearer to lock, make sure that that's still the read. Because if like the storms are a little bit later or they start, if they don't do a late start and the storms are coming, we could get a delay and we have to take a Barrios out of the pool. So make sure you're paying attention to the weather in Chicago around um, 7 o'clock Eastern time or 4 o'clock Pacific for me. But I know 70% of you are Eastern time. So we've also got a little bit, I'm a little bit over the field on Lugo, Miller, Steele, anybody else who could possibly go off. And then I'm going to call Dean Kramer a leverage play as well, even though I'm not that crazy on him, just because the Yankees, I, I said I can strike out a lot. Did I, did I double check that? Yeah, uh, walks per game. Strikeouts per game, they are, they do not strike out that much. So that's a misconception. All right. So I'm going to dial a little bit of that. Hmm. I think about my Dean Kramer exposure. That feels riskier now. I had a misconception about that. Always dig in. Like Milwaukee's bad. I know they're bad, but do they strike out? Yeah, they strike out a lot. Okay. So just make sure you're you're when you're when you're uh saying something, I don't know, like on a stream, that it's true and that you're giving good advice to people. So anyway, I'm going to use the advice that I've given and take Dean Kramer out of the... I like him. I like Dean Kramer. I think he's got it in him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep him. I'm playing 150 for sure. I love this $3 competition. Thanks so much um, to DraftKings for this. Like, it's perfect for me. I just, I don't want to put like thousands of dollars on the line every night. A few hundred's fine to, to try to get solid exposure to a $10,000 day. Yeah, I'll do that. I can, I see that day coming. It's just one stupid stack smashing and then also smashing an extra time, oh, extra time, <laughs> extra innings. You can tell my favorite sport and the way I conceptualize sport comes around soccer. Grew up with it and stuff. All right. So those are my plays. I, I'm, I'm playing Dean Kramer as a heart pick. He's just been so good. And, and I think the Yankees can be so bad sometimes. And yeah, I just, I'm leaving him in. But you can hear how much I'm convincing myself. If I have to convince myself much more, I'm not going to convince myself. Okay. <laughs> so any team stack advice? That's my next points. I mean, these look like chump 
chunk chalk stacks. If anybody gets there with them, that'll be fine. I will be like probably under the field. I'm not crossing them off. I'm not crossing off Atlanta. I'm not crossing off the Dodgers. I don't want to lose all my money. I want to have a little bit of exposure to those guys, like 10% or whatever. But I'm not going crazy. My, my um, probably bulk of my exposure will be Texas, San Diego, Baltimore. I, who are they going against? Those guys going against anybody good? I don't think so. Texas, San Diego, Baltimore—not on the list. So, there. Brian Bayo—he could be good. He is also bad. Actually, he's kind of exactly the kind of guy you do for GPPs. Now that I've talked myself into that, take a GPP shot because he can be really good when he's on, and he can be really smashed when he's off. So, yeah, I just told you to take Texas, and that was how I talked myself into playing Bayo, which is not awesome, but. Yeah. I've told you about consistency of stands. I don't think 100% consistent stands because just like I described there, with pitchers, right, if they get knocked out early, it can be really good for the opposing hitters, right? So, like, it's not – it's asymmetric returns. You're not just, like, playing for the average. You should never play for the average. you got to be playing for where you think the crazy thing could happen. And obviously, one crazy thing is Texas, 20 nothing. You, you can see that happening in a heartbeat. Those guys have amazing bats. I can name four batters who are like, I'm pretty sure I know their OPS and it begins with a thousand or something. I don't know. So, you know, um, they can do that. But also, I've seen Bale get it going. I've seen him do, I think he did the Yankees nasty and be a bunch of money. I forget what it was, but I'm not taking him out either. And so, yeah, but San Diego against Sandoval, yeah, no thanks. I'm not taking Sandoval on the same kind of arguments. I don't see the same upside in him as a pitcher. Um, like he's not getting better. Although, wow, Tommy Malone's price. What has happened here? I missed that the first time. Glad I'm uh, talking to you guys about it. What is his price? I'm just trying to scroll over, but I can't get the thing to move. Oh, it's already here. Oh, not, not printing, not printing. Uh, 4,000, wow. Don't miss that. If he's really starting, Tommy Malone. Yeah, I'll take some of that. Oh, definitely. I'm going to take over the field on that. What are y'all doing on that? Sleeping. Looks like everybody's sleeping on this. I mean, you know, I'm not a value pitcher guy. You should get your value at batters and take guaranteed points at pitcher. But Tommy Malone's a pitcher. He's a guy who's going to go regular pitcher. I mean, Tommy Malone pitch count. Not all of his pitches ever. Okay. Can't do Twitter stuff on the internet, I guess. All right, so I'll check later if there's a pitch count or something for him. But assuming there's not news that I'm not aware of for Tommy Malone, I guess Tommy Malone's our play of the day or whatever, leverage arm of the day. Um, so nuts. I mean, I might, yeah, I'm probably, <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I'm torn between going further, yeah, because I think I don't want to do the median projection with him. I want to do limiting him because, like, the median projection with him or mean projection is not going to be that valuable. Anyway, I'm thinking of make, making Tommy Malone like a medium play of like 14 or something. Just because I think that's more about where he belongs if he hits. And then I'm not going to play him if he doesn't hit, so who cares? And look at how much value that is. He's a, he's a relief pitcher prices. So tough to get away from that as a, as a reasonable, like reasonably attractive strategy. Maybe I just do it. Yeah, up to up to three times the field is fine. Minimum of two times the field. Okay. And there's the there's the process for I don't think you know when you when you got something, when you got a gut feel, add your gut feel. That's what it's for. Okay. 
All right. So uh, I've said that. I think there's value on prospects. If you, you follow me on Twitter, you already know it. I took these ones. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, I'm sure this has been bumped. Got to gotta follow me on Twitter, maybe pop the notifications on for that prize picks pick because this one's going to be bumped. Quantrill, I don't think they're going to leave that on the board. I think they're going to pull it. Don't think they're going to leave Soroka at he's got to do a quality start against Cleveland. He goes amazing bats. And just yesterday, I had one of their stacks whacking and whacking and whacking. So I don't think Soroka is good. I think he's going to get whacked. Um, a reasonable odds that he doesn't make it five, much less six. But Okay, anyway, the last two I'm way less confident in, so I won't do big big talk about it, particularly Kalinich. Do whatever you want. There's like a few guys who are about the same value. What are, what are they? They're like Moreno right. under Correa. I just I think Correa can get a walk or two, maybe an a RBI or something. I just don't believe in Kalinich. He didn't, I didn't see positive um, plate presence from him the last couple of times I've been watching him. He just doesn't seem like any cob solid. So, and that's a big I mean, 1.5 is still a lot to get done. So... I'm just not sure how much base traffic he's going to have to hit RBIs. He's not that fast. He's not threatening to score extra points or whatever. So anyway, um, that's those are my favorites for prize picks for now, unless the board, did I reset it? I did not. So it's been like half an hour. See if they got any good juice for you guys. They've already pulled the one thing. No, okay, still there, still there. Uh, okay, so they've got... Um, yeah, J.D. Davis, I guess, is fine under as well they're adding more and more stuff so you can wait like i just think they're going to pull some of these so that's the that's the game trying to figure out are they going to get better value than kalenich or are they going to pull one of these top two because they're going to pull the top two like i'm not going to be the only guy who's like hey these are stupid ones somebody should pull these um so i just wanted to i got a couple of points now i wanted to make just a general we this concludes the slate breakdown for those of you who are only watching for that if you'd like to continue to hear me kind of rant a little bit on a couple of different topics Let's go ahead. So this is the topic of leverage and like where you can find it and where it is good and where you can mine it, like where it's like worth mining, you know, and that my point is leverage when you're getting like point slivers of percents, you don't want that. So Jesse is amazing. You guys know Forsaken on down on DraftKings and just had a podcast out or whatever. So um made the point that the guy who binked the, the primetime showdown the other night had a pinch hitter captain. And I was like, man, that's a terrible idea. And I saw it was 0.1, 0 0.3%. And I was like, you know, it's not that bad of an idea. If any, like if he was an expected starter, don't play. Never, ever play a pinch hitter expected starter because that the percentage is going to be too high. But if he was never expected to play and you know he's a good bat, and I mean, he is a good bat. If he had started or, you know, if it wasn't his planned day off or whatever, you would maybe have had him in there. So this wasn't that crazy of a lineup. And so should my money comes in, Always very good advice from him, says who's to say that's a bad lineup. And nobody followed up with like math. And I was like, okay, well, that's my whole thing on Twitter now. So I uh, teased math and I was like, okay, so I do think that it's not that much edge. And I did a little math and my point was about how many pinch hit home runs do you expect, blah, blah, blah. And it basically has to be a home run, right? A lot of these other guys otherwise would have been a Kenya captain or a fan, Canna, I don't know how to pronounce it, or Alonzo captain. One of those guys is going to get there if it's a game like this one did, had multiple home runs. So I think it has to be a home run. You can't just do like a little bit of good in the captain spot. So um, anyway, it, the, we had a whole back and forth. And my, my, my end of the day takeaway is you get like 0.5% edge here. But if you take a relief pitcher, they're going to come in like 50% of the games. And the edge you get there is like 46%. If Okay. 
Maybe it's more like 23 because only half the games are low scoring. But in a low scoring game where you get a relief pitcher who comes in and get two strikeouts, you've got incredible edge because that, that happens 10% of the time, right? Like you've got a good guy who's going to get out there, you know, prime Chapman, prime whoever you're got thinking of, prime Kenley Jansen, maybe I should reference as a Dodgers fan. I just never loved Kenley that much. Sorry to see him go. We don't have great options now. But that guy, whoever it is for your team, is going to go out there and try to throw heaters, try, try to throw strikeouts. That's the whole point of it. And if he does, you're going to get 10% leverage on the field. So coming out here and playing a pinch hitter captain gives you 0.5, if we're being super generous, one. Super generous 1% leverage on the field. I am not getting out of bed. I'm not doing all this freaking work for 1% leverage. So anyway, let me let me show you some places where I just found some leverage today in terms of leverage mining, I guess is what I'm talking about. So I think there may be some chumps playing these tennis competitions. Chumpy chump, chumpy chumps. Because number one, what is Medvedev? Like some of these scores are pretty low. Granted, that's not a huge score for Medvedev at that price. But he was guaranteed winner, guaranteed winner. You take guaranteed winners when you have them. Um, but more importantly, okay, I'm not really, I don't think my winners are that good in this lineup. What I do think is that good in this lineup, now granted that she's already lost the whole thing probably yeah, at this point. So Heather Watson, I'm talking about how great this is as it's clear she's losing. I still think it's a great play and I'm going to keep talking about that and Quoria. So these are the two, two places where I think we have clear field fuck, mistakes. Won't curse on the stream because Heather Watson's implied odds were like 20%. Okay. It's going to be live now probably. But, uh, well, but even now, even now the odds are 10%, right? So even now the odds for winning are 10% and she's only 3%. So you've already got 7% odds, which is seven times the freaking leverage of this guy playing pinch hitter cap. So you, you go to places where you can find a mind like that, like Coria. Another example, somebody with a weird name from Argentina, you think they might be a clay court specialist. They're not really much better on clay court. Ivashka is not like power, like amazing. I don't really think this is a slam dunk. Yeah, that's like, what, 15% minimum? It's, yeah, something like that, 17. 15%, that's like 10, that's an order of magnitude mistake by the field. So we don't have a sharp field in tennis. It's a place where sharks can just feast and feast. So I haven't feasted yet in tennis, but you can see the, the field is not playing optimal lines. Like, granted, some of these things are me not playing optimal lines, but these the dogs are not properly represented because to get that much value with a dog, there's not nobody on the slate. Like today for this one, there was a slate. The first one had Gofan was like a mispriced underdog through the slate entirely out of whack. It was 54% dog. So all the dogs were under, under, under owned. This is not that slate. This is the slate after that, where there's no random underpriced dog that like got to play a lucky loser because Kyrgios had to drop out. Man, I hope he feels better. I love the sport way more when he's playing. But anyway, so we'll, I, I've told you why I don't do a tennis show. There's just not enough time between like midnight. Actually, maybe I'll do it at night. We'll see if there's ever time I do a tennis show. Uh, tune in for that if it happens because nobody does tennis content. And it's, look at this edge. Are you kidding me? Freaking edge for days in tennis. Don't, don't play slivers of edge. If you have to argue like for like historical performances to get to 1% edge, don't play that strategy. Play a better strategy. Like, learn, you know? Like, I mean, that guy's never going to learn. Whoever has won $10,000, $20,000 this way. Because he, he won so much money doing a bad thing. You got to make sure. I mean, I guess it could happen to any of us. And it probably has. Maybe that's what keeps you going when you're doing bad. Is those big wins, right? That happen out of a bad process. Because then you're like, oh, wow, something. And it was not something. You should not have done that. So, anyway.
Um, yeah, hope you had a good time today hearing me with this uh, ridiculous rant at the end. But let's get some win some money on prize picks and uh, win some money on DraftKings and eventually. Oh yeah, right, because uh, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money.